Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first rendition of the Starting Lineup Podcast. My name is Adrian Arias. I'm going to be your host. And with the NFL draft coming up tomorrow, I wanted to, to do my mock draft. I have picked one through 32 here the entire first round. And I mean, that's, that's what teams and fans are really excited about, that good first round pick. So we'll be going over that. Um, let's get right anyway. Without further ado, let's go. Um, number one, Cincinnati Bengals. I have them taking quarterback out of LSU, Joe Burrow. No question, no surprise, honestly. Um, when I see Joe Burrow play, the thing that I see and stands out the most is Burrow's ability to make a play when there is no play available. There's so many times where he's been under pressure and teams think he's a college quarterback. We can blitz him and throw him off his game. He steps up and lives in those situations when he has to roll out of the pocket and he has to throw on the run and he has to keep his eyes downfield while he moves in the pocket. He can make those throws and that is much like Aaron Rodgers where there's no play, he makes a play. I don't see him being a bust whatsoever. He's one of the better, honestly the best quarterback prospect I've seen come out of the draft in a long time. So Joe Burrow, number one pick. The Bengals are instantly a better team when he's on their roster. Number two, the Washington Redskins. This is an interesting pick. Um, the Redskins are, are strong up front. They have a, a good defensive line. But I still have them taking Chase Young out of Ohio State. Defensive end. Chase Young is a one in every, I would say, 10 to 12-year talent. Um He's dominant. He dominated tackles. He dominated guards. Wherever you put him, he was dominant. He was quicker than everyone else that he had to go against. And he's going to instantly make that entire defense better. I, I think that Washington is very far from being a team that they want to be. But I think that getting Chase Young out of Ohio State is going to be really, really huge with these guys. Number three, the Detroit Lions. I have them taking Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, out of Detroit, out of Ohio State. I'm sorry. The Lions play in a division with Nick Foles, who is a Super Bowl MVP. They play in a division with Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. And besides Aaron Rodgers, you don't, you're not really scared of that type of quarterback. But these are quarterbacks who are established and who have been proven to win games in big moments. That was a big thing that Kirk Cousins had to face this year. He can win in big moments. And the NFC North is looking good quarterback-wise. You know? Um, Mitch Trubisky is a bit of a bust. <laughs> so I'm not really counting him. I think he, he's out of Chicago in two years. But Nick Foles right now is the guy in, in, in Chicago. So I think they need a good, strong corner to really build that defense around in Detroit. Um, when you have a number one corner who can be locked down like Jeffrey Okuda is, you don't have to play a safety deep worried about any receivers beating your man one-on-one. They can load the box and they can help with other positions. You know, their number two corner. They can, they can do so much when you have a number one defensive back who you don't have to worry about whatsoever. So I think the defense is better with them. Far, far better. And schematically, it'll be the biggest difference. Number four, the New York football giants. 
I've seen the Giants play in person. And when I saw them play, it was against the Arizona Cardinals. And I saw them get absolutely manhandled up front. Uh, Eli Manning under constant duress. And he probably got his jersey the most dirty that game than I've ever seen before. I have them taking Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa offensive tackle. Look, the Giants have shown that they don't make the big sexy pick that everyone wants, but they've proven to make the smart pick. I mean, last year, a lot of Giants fans were very, very angry about the picks they made because they're not very flamboyant and flashy, but they're smart. They're setting up the future for winning. That's what they want. It, it, it's, it's a process to win in the NFL. And I see them building that offense starting with Saquon Barkley. And then they build with Daniel Jones. And now they build with Tristan Wirfs, who is, in my opinion, the best tackle in this draft. Which says a lot, because there is very, very good tackles in this draft. So, I see him, and I think that if he has a couple years of refining, he can be an all-pro type of talent. Number five, the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tuckalavoa out of Alabama, quarterback. I think the Dolphins were very, very good towards the end of the season. You, you saw what they did against the Patriots uh, in the last game of the season. They showed so much potential, and they had great strides, but I think they needed a quarterback. They definitely needed a quarterback, and I think Tua is the best guy to do it if they couldn't get Joe Burrow. So on the board, there's no question that the Dolphins need a strong quarterback, a strong young quarterback to lead their organization into the direction that they're heading, which is winning. Number six, the LA Chargers in their new stadium, in their new uniforms, which are beautiful, by the way. They get a new quarterback, exciting kid, Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Um, watching Justin Herbert, you saw him against Colorado, and he looked like he should be the first overall pick in the draft. And then you watch him against Arizona State, and he throws four interceptions. I think that if Justin Herbert sits back and, and has some time to develop, he's not the day one starter. And if he doesn't play a lot in the season late, he will be the starter. I think Tyrod Taylor is going gonna, is gonna to be good to be ahead of Herbert for the start of the season. Tyrod Taylor has been through and seen it all. He's won a Super Bowl. I think he's going to be good to, to be able to sit behind and learn from. That's a bright future for Justin Herbert. Uh, the Chargers, they have a good receiving core. And I think he's going to feed very, very well in the culture. At number seven, it is the Carolina Panthers. And a lot of people thought this guy was going to the Giants. But I have Carolina taking Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Um, the, the Panthers recently lost Luke Keekley, which is a big hit to their defense. And when you get someone like Isaiah Simmons, who literally plays all over the defensive line, not only that, or, yeah, he played defensive line, he played corner, I mean, safety, they put him at linebacker. I think he's an outside linebacker, and I think he makes the biggest difference there. And the versatility of him is going to be the biggest difference. 
He's a great player, great speed. He's strong. He's going to be a day one starter, instantly make a difference, and a huge, great pick for Carolina. Seven, it's kind of late, honestly. I mean, this is a guy who can be taken in the top five, but I don't see any of those teams, except maybe the Giants, um, taking him. The only reason I didn't give him to the Giants is because the Giants need an O-line, and they recently signed Blake Martinez, which is a very, very low-key type of pickup. Uh, led the league in tackles for the quite, uh, for the past couple years. Um, for the Packers, so they they addressed that situation. So I'm not too worried about the linebackers in New York. Number eight, the Arizona Cardinals. I think they go Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Definitely, definitely the best defensive lineman in this draft. He's a big, strong, mean, and fast defensive tackle over the middle. It wasn't too long ago where. Arizona had a suffocating defense. I mean, the quarterbacks had no time. I've seen it in person. They have a suffocating defense, but they've moved on from that now. The, the, the Cardinals are, are no longer that team, and I think they want to be that team. And I think the best way they do that is by creating interior pressure, especially in the division that they play in. Interior pressure will be huge, and I think that'll lead to a lot of mismatches over the center guard. And I think Derek Brown is going to have a great career He's going to feed very, very well into the energy and to the mentality of the Arizona Cardinals. Number nine, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle from SE State. I think he's the second best defensive lineman in this draft. And he's going to... The Jacksonville Jaguars, who not long ago were Saxonville, and they had a good good secondary, but a better defensive line. Another team who was really close to winning it all. I mean, I mean, they, they never made it to the Super Bowl, but they played in the, in the NFC Championship game, in this case, the AFC Championship game. But they won by good defense. They won by a suffocating defensive line, and they won by good secondary. If you can get pressure on quarterbacks, then... It doesn't really matter how good your secondary is when the defensive line is so disrupting. This guy is longer. He is faster and stronger than pretty much anyone else. Javon Kinlaw is one heck of a player. They have him at DT, but I think if you put him at the edge, he dominates either way. He, he looks more like a, like a defensive end than he does a defensive tackle. But I think either way, he's a Mitch Mass. Mitch, mismatch, I'm sorry. You can, you can put him anywhere, and he will dominate. Number 10, the Cleveland Browns and their first pick. I think they actually make a smart pick this time, and they go with Dredrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama. I have him as the second-best tackle in the draft. I think he is the most pro-ready right now. He will be a day-one starter. Look, the Browns, they've, they've gone for the flashy picks. They've gone for Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. It's time for them to make a more passive but smart pick. I think they go Dredrick Wills. He's a great player. You saw him at Alabama. He looked like he can play in the NFL right now. He dominated. And that is a big reason why Tua had a lot of success. With the 11th overall pick, I have... Jerry Judy, receiver from Alabama, going to the Jets. They recently lost Anderson, uh, their number one receiver, 
He's gone in free agency. They need to fill that void. They need to have that number one receiver that is a deep threat that, that scares people so they don't load the box to cover Le'Veon Bell. I think they go Jerry Judy. He's the best receiver in the draft. And I think he's a day one starter, and he's instantly a difference maker on that team. Number 12, the Las Vegas Raiders. With the Raiders, you got to give them speed. You got to give them C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. C.D. Lamb, he played in a division where there's not much defense, but I don't care. You can put him in the SEC. You can put him in the ACC, the Pac-12. He is going to dominate. He is fast. I mean, the Raiders' philosophy is always speed. You want the fastest guy. They moved on from that a bit. But when you got a guy like C.D. Lamb on the board, you take him. They need a receiver big. The Raiders have a lot of young talent with receiver. But I don't see them having a number one receiver who's scary, who, who needs a double team and who needs a safety deep. So when you get someone like C.D. Lamb on, on that roster, that creates one-on-one opportunities with those other guys. And I think though that will be the biggest difference with the Raiders. I really like John Gruden, and I like the direction they're going in the future. 13, this is, this is unbelievable that a team that really should have won the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers are picking at 13. But with that pick, oh, they get some help with Jimmy Garoppolo. They get Henry Ruggs, wide receiver out of Alabama. He's going to love Henry Ruggs, a strong player who's played against the best that there is. Um, if Jimmy Garoppolo connects with the wide receiver in the Super Bowl, they are Super Bowl champions. And I think that they have a lot of young talent and they have a lot of potential at receiver. They have a lot of speed. But a full, complete wide receiver like Henry Ruggs is going to be the biggest difference and I think that'll honestly, and this hurts for me to say because I'm a big Packer fan, so I don't want to see San Francisco have the 13th pick. But I think if they get a player like Henry Ruggs, that'll take him over the hump, and Jimmy G will be holding that Lombardi trophy soon. Again, I don't want to say it, but I really think, that, I really think that's what's going to happen. At the 14th pick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is the most exciting team in the NFL right now, without a doubt. Gronkowski is back. They have Tom Brady. Their weapons, Mike Evans, OJ Howard. This team is terrifying on the offensive side of the ball. Well, guess what? It's going to get a lot, lot more scary because they are taking Jonathan Taylor running back out of Wisconsin. The best running back coming out of here. And this running back is very, very... this. Draft is very running back deep. It is very low key. There's players like AJ Dillon and there's players like Inu Benjamin who are going to be later round picks, but are going to make big differences, somewhat like an Aaron Jones, where they're going to create mismatch nightmares and they're going to be lined up on linebackers and they're going to be terrifying to opposing defenses. But I still think Jonathan Taylor is the best. He had over 2,000 rushing yards. Five receiving touchdowns. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady both love to find their running backs out of the backfield. I think J.K. Dobbins is the best receiving back. But I think completely all around, they need Jonathan Taylor to run in between and outside the tackle box. Catch out of the backfield. He's a three down back who can do it all and more. Um, Right now, they have Ronald Jones out of USC. I don't see him as being a full 
time back that they can carry into the playoffs because this team is all of a sudden a contender. And they play in a very, very good division, but I, I, I genuinely think that they can make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to... They're not going to get a, a, a divisional spot, but I do see them sneaking in into a wild card because you know there is an extra playoff game now. There's an extra team in the wild card round. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might be that team for the NFC. We have the Denver Broncos next at number 15. Now, honestly, I think that this pick is going to be traded and they're going to try to go down and try to get someone like Jerry Judy. But for the sake of my sanity, I am not doing any trades for this draft, this mock draft. So with the 15th pick, they take CJ Henderson, defensive back out of Florida. Again, this is a team who, who used to have a, a dominant defense. This is a team that, that had locked down corners who would not give receivers inches to breathe. They've gotten away from that, and that's why they're picking at 15. You know, they won the Super Bowl that way with an aggressive pass rush, and I think they still have potential at pass rush like Bradley Chubb and players like that. I think once they solidify that secondary a little bit more because they lost a lot of players, it's going to be very, very big, especially playing in a division with Patrick Mahomes and players like that. And the Raiders, who have a scary offense, and the... uh, the Chargers, who also have a scary offense now with this draft. So I think they definitely go C.J. Henderson, defensive back out of Florida. With the 16th pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Clavon Chasen out of LSU defensive end. I'm sorry, that's a, first, that's a hard first name to pronounce. But uh, yeah, I, I think that Atlanta, they lost a lot of players in free agency when it comes to... Um, a defensive front and linebacker so Clavon Chasen is going to be big off the edge and I think in a division like they are in they need pass rush because if you give Tom Brady if you give Drew Brees and you give Matt Ryan time to sit back in the pocket and make throws they will beat you every single time so they need pressure off the edge I think he's right now the best player on the board and definitely the best player off the edge left on the board so without a doubt Clavon Chasen from LSU going to the Atlanta Falcons 17 quote-unquote America's team the Dallas Cowboys are taking AJ Epinesa defensive end out of Iowa they have done a lot with the, the Dallas Cowboys have they've done a lot with the defensive line in this free agency with a new coach a new defensive coordinator, but these are very temporary one-year picks. These are these are players who are older and don't have that much left in the tank, um, and they're for short deals. They're for one-year win-now deals. I don't see the Dallas Cowboys winning right now. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl this next season, which seems to be the mentality around there that that they're signing these players for one year kind of like what the Rams did back when they had their Super Bowl run, even though they lost. Um, they, they don't have a win-now roster. They are not the best team in the NFL based off of simply their roster. So I think they get A.J. Epinesa either way, even though they, they have people at defensive end, to build for the future because once those guys are gone, they're going to need someone to step up. Uh, Taco Charlton was a bust a couple years back. So this is going to be... A big pick for 
the Dallas Cowboys. I don't agree with a lot of the free agency moves they made, but I think Epinesa is going to be really, really nice for that Dallas Cowboys defense with those really, really good linebackers. Number 18, the Miami Dolphins again. They are getting Andrew Thomas tackle out of Georgia. Look, they had one of the worst offensive lines last season. And they're getting themselves a new quarterback. They need a tackle. They need someone to protect uh, Tua. You want to keep him upright as much as possible. He's had injury problems, which is kind of scary for GMs. But once you draft a tackle as good as Andrew Thomas, there's a lot less that you worry about when you pick Tua with the third overall pick, or the fourth overall pick. I'm sorry. So Andrew Thomas, day one starter, big difference maker in Miami. Uh, after Miami, the Las Vegas Raiders again, they're on the board. I have them taking Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. Again, back to that speed philosophy. Um, this guy's fast. <laughs> this guy plays a lot of man-on-man coverage. Um, he can press your receivers and he can lock them down. And defensively, they need help. They need a corner. And I think Jalen Johnson is one of the best corners in the draft. And if it wasn't for CJ Henderson being as good as he is, this guy, any other year, is probably the first corner taken off the board. At the 20th overall pick, Jacksonville, yet again, they go AJ Terrell, Clemson defensive back. Now, AJ Terrell played amazing throughout the entire season, but a lot of players look at, or a lot of GMs, they look at the national championship and they see how he got burnt nonstop every play. It seemed like AJ Terrell was the guy they're picking on. But I mean, look who he's playing. He's playing all those stacked receivers from Louisiana. They're playing Joe Burrow. You can't defend a perfect ball. That's going to be NFL level talent. But I think AJ Terrell can adapt to that. And I think AJ Terrell will do good in the, in the NFL. And getting him at 19 is, or getting him at 20 is a great pick. At 21, the Philadelphia Eagles, massive, massive need for wide receiver. So I have them taking Justin Jefferson out of Louisiana State University. Um, you got to think that sometimes the Eagles might have been a playoff team. They might have been a team to, to, or they were a playoff team, but maybe they beat Seattle if they have a consistent wide receiver that they can throw to and they know is going to cause attention and teams have to put their safeties back to cover them. They need Justin Jefferson. They need a wide receiver. They're good with quarterback. They have Carson Wentz, who is an NFL MVP, which a lot of people forget. So you get a guy who he can throw to consistently that he knows will catch the ball, which has been a big problem with the receivers in Philadelphia. I don't think that takes them back to the Super Bowl winning days that they had not too long ago. But I think that maybe gets them past the Seahawks in the wild card round in the playoffs. Let's see. 22, Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Minnesota Vikings are going to, in my opinion, have the longest strides into the future with this draft. This draft will affect the Vikings the most. With 22, they take Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona State University. Now, 
I've seen Ayuk play in person. Um, I am a big Arizona State fan. Go Devils. I've seen what Brandon Ayuk can do. He can take the top off of the defense. He can catch a slant. And before you know it, he's in the end zone. Um, very fast guy. Big play guy. He ran a lot of different routes. A lot of vertical routes and a lot of in routes for Arizona State. Um, they had a good quarterback at him throwing to him. So that's, that's a big part. But the separation that he can consistently make is the biggest difference. They lost Stefan Diggs in free agency. So, or a trade, actually. So I think Brendan Ayuk is going to go opposite of Adam Thielen and be a big difference maker. 23, the New England Patriots, which sounds crazy that the Patriots have the 23rd overall pick. But with that pick, they get Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. A lot of LSU in this first round, but... The Patriots, they lost a couple of people there at, a, at linebacker through free agency. And I see the landscape of the Patriots. They don't have a scary offense as much anymore. They have Nikhil Harry, uh, who will be entering his second year. He showed strides towards the end of his first year, but they don't have Tom Brady anymore. They don't have that crazy number one receiver so I think they need to win around their defense, which Bill Belichick is really good at doing. I mean, he's proven that he can, he can take charge of that defense and win games. So I have the Patriots taking Patrick Queen, really, really good linebacker out of LSU. 24, the New Orleans Saints. They're going Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. A lot of people are going to think that the Saints are going to go players like Jordan Love, or some other uh, quarterback. But right now, I think the Saints are in that mentality that we want to give Breeze another ring before he goes. And I think the only way they do that is by getting a player that can help him, you know? Um, And I don't think that there's a receiver that they should give up the 24th overall pick for. So I think they go defense, and he's a great linebacker. And he's all around the field. He's making plays nonstop. Kenneth Murray is going to be a big difference in that, in that defense. I don't see them have any glaring holes. There is no position that Saints really, really, really need. So getting a linebacker never hurts, especially when he's as good as Kenneth Murray. Again, look at the division they play in. It's very, very offensive oriented and there's crazy firepower so they need someone like that they need kenneth murray to control the middle number 25 here we go again the minnesota vikings i have them taking caesar ruiz uh center out of michigan but they will put him at guard um you can never go wrong with a good offensive line in any scenario a good offensive line will lead to a good team Delvin Cook is a running back of the future. Scary running back. I'm a Packers fan, so I I, I see him twice a year. Um, He's had injury problems. So when they build that offensive line, maybe Delvin Cook doesn't get hurt as much. Maybe, um, what's his name, quarterback? Uh, Kirk Cousins sits back in the pocket a little more comfortable and throws a little bit of a better ball. They were very, very weak when it came to guard. They have a strong tackle, but they were very weak, and they gave up a lot of interior pressure throughout the season. So 
this is a big, big pick. They go offense, and they go offense with their two picks. And that's going to that's gonna be a scary offense right there. Um, I still think that Diggs is a lot better than Ayuk at receiver, especially day one. But I think Ayuk will fit in nicely in Arizona and uh, in, in Minnesota. And uh, I think that offense is going to build, especially when they have an offensive line like they do now with Cesar Ruiz. At 26, we have the Miami Dolphins again with their third first-round pick. They have Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. Um, This guy did not run many routes at Baylor, but the ones he did, he was good at. He's a big, strong, physical receiver who can go up high and make those contested catches. And they're building this team around Tua. So they go Tua, they go offensive line, they go wide receiver. That is an amazing situation for Tua and for the offense. What else would you want more except for a big receiver who can get those 50-50 balls and you know your blind side is protected so you can look at him deep and you can wait for his routes to develop. Um, A big, big playmaker um, for the Miami Dolphins in my opinion. 27, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, bear with me on this one. Yatir Gross Matos. Let's, let's try saying that five times. Penn State defensive end. Um, they need help on the edge. They're, they're losing Jadavion Clowney. Things are, are very weird with Jadavion Clowney in Seattle. And they want to get back to that somewhat legion of boom. They want to get back to that pass rush. They want to have someone that they know can consistently win around the edge and this is a man that i think can you've seen the hard work and the dedication that that this young man has gone through you you've seen that everything he's 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 had to endure he's gonna fit into seattle very very nicely um working with uh shaquille griffin you know kind of the humble beginnings and fighting through everything that you've had to go through and still making it to the NFL, still being a nice draft pick and, and still dominating, he's going to feed off of him very well. And I think that Seattle is going to really be a better team with him on the roster. Um, a lot less question marks than Jadavion Clowney. You know, with Clowney, it's, it's how much should we give him? How long should we have him for? Are we going to trade him? This guy, you know he's going to work He's gonna work hard, going to put his head down, and he's going to be humble through the end of the day. So, Yatir Gross Matos from Penn State going to the Seattle Seahawks. With the 28th overall pick, this one gave me fits because I know that the, Minnesota, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they need offensive line, especially guard, and they need inside linebackers, outside linebackers, so I didn't find a prospect good enough worth the 28th overall pick um, for offensive line. They just signed Jake Ryan, um, a, a linebacker. So I thought the other biggest need that they have is wide receiver. So I gave them T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. He will catch a lot of contested balls. He'll beat consistent man-on-man coverage he's a good blocker so i see t higgins 
not being astronomical in his first couple of years, but I see him making big plays. He's going to fit nicely with Hollywood. And Baltimore, they're, they're very run-oriented, but you saw how teams found that out and found ways to beat them. I think this year, they have a first-round pick. They're getting wide receiver. It's going to really challenge Lamar Jackson to throw the ball consistently. And I think that this is going to be a very hit-or-miss year with Lamar Jackson. It'll either be he shows that he can throw the ball and he is a quarterback, not a running back, or it'll show that he needs more time to learn how to play quarterback. Personally, I think that he's going to show everyone, hey, I play quarterback for a reason. And I think T. Higgins is going to make playing quarterback a lot easier with uh, for Lamar Jackson uh, lined up across Hollywood Brown. With the 29th overall pick, the Tennessee Titans, who beat the Baltimore Ravens, I have them taking Tristan Fulton, defensive back out of Louisiana State University. Um, I'm not too sure what's going on with Logan Ryan. I don't think he's, he's in Tennessee anymore. They play in a competitive division, and you can't go wrong with this guy. Um, Tristan Fulton, he... He was really hit or miss throughout this entire year. Um, there are times where he gave up a little too much, more than you wanted. And there's times where he made great plays. He's a big guy. He's very risky at times, which is a good thing because you saw him break on balls and you, make, and you see him make big plays. I think he fits in nicely there at uh, Tennessee. That, that work hard, put your head down um, mentality that they're building. And with 30, the 30th overall pick in the draft, they have my Green Bay Packers. Um, Big time Packer fan. I wanted Denzel Mims from Baylor. I wanted Ayuk. I I was hoping that they they, they dropped that far, but I don't see it happening. And I don't see any other player in the wide receiver position, which is our biggest need at the time, um, worthy of the 30th overall pick. So with that, I take a great, strong defensive tackle, which is our second biggest need because we had a very hard time stopping the run. You saw the NFC Championship game. Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle out of TCU. This guy is powerful. He's quick. He's very strong over the middle. He can create interior pressure, and he can stop the run. Now, when you look at the Packers, and they don't have the linebacking core that you want it's not an ideal linebacking core but they have a lot of good names at secondary and they have the smith brothers they have blacklock over the middle and they have kenny clark over the middle that's a scary defensive line that defensive line and that entire defense is now completely different because you have ross blacklock on that roster with the 31st overall pick the san francisco 49ers their second overall pick or their second first round pick they take cornerback Travon Diggs out of Alabama. Um, again, no glaring issues for the 49ers. And in a division that they play in, they would now with DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, DK Metcalf, they're going to need defensive backs to man up to those players. And they're going to need defensive backs 
to be able to slow them down. I don't know if Trevon Diggs is a day one dominant starter. I think he makes his plays throughout the season. I think he develops into a better player more and more consistently. Um, he's going to be big. He's going to be nice for San Francisco getting a corner to, to match up with those really, really good wide receivers across of Richard Sherman. It's going to create some mismatch for the number two and number three wide receivers for opposing teams playing the Niners defense. The Niners defense along their front is dominant. Quarterbacks do not have any time in the pocket. So there's going to be a lot of rushed throws, a lot of quick throws from quarterbacks. I think Trevon Diggs across from Sherman is going to make good plays. He's going to He's going to come up big a lot because a lot of young quarterbacks are going to rush throws and, and Diggs is good enough to, to man up and, and play tight coverage with a lot of people. Um, if teams can find a way to, to stop the, the pass rush of the 49ers, I think Diggs will be good, won't be as locked down. I still think he's a really, really, really good pick. For the 49ers. And with the last pick. Number 32 of the first round. Going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. I have them taking. Xavier McKinley. Safety out of Alabama. They've lost a lot of. Players. Um, their offense. Perfect. They. They have a great running game. They have a good O-line. They have an amazing quarterback. They have good receivers. Their offense is fine. Defensively, they could use some help, um, especially deep. There was a lot of times where they got beat deep. Um, there was teams that could throw the ball on them, who could run the ball on them. But the most important thing is when you play teams like the Chiefs, you go into that game knowing that more than likely they're going to score a lot of points. So you go into that game thinking you need to score more points than them. So you throw it deep. You find coverage beaters and you find ways to, to burn them deep and to make those big chunk plays so they don't control the clock. They need a strong safety. And Xavier McKinley is that guy for the Chiefs. They, they need that security deep to make those big plays happen a lot less often. You saw how the Packers played against the Chiefs when, when they played. I, I believe it was week eight. But Aaron Rodgers had a field day. He had an absolute field day with the Packers' lack of strong wide receiver except for Devontae Adams, you know. Aaron Jones had a big day. The other receivers had a big day against this Chiefs defense. I think they build upon that and they build that secondary. And it really, really sets them up for the future. And to be completely honest with you, looking at teams and looking at the rosters right now, I think in February, it's going to be the Chiefs and the 49ers going at it again in the Super Bowl. Uh, again, I, I, I mentioned earlier that I think the Niners are winning that game now that, that they're better set up with two first-round picks, number 13 and 31. But this is a big pickup for the Chiefs. And with that, that is the last pick 
in the first round. I, I really hope you enjoyed. If you have any constructive criticism that you 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 think that would make this experience better and um, stuff I can work on, please let me know. The draft is tomorrow. I'm super, super excited. It sucks that it's digital, but the draft is tomorrow. Uh, maybe you want to get through some of the first round anxiety that you're thinking and listen to this, calm your nerves and make the draft come a lot sooner. So um, I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening and you all take care.